coming in. Keep it locked right here. You are listening to MTMB Sports. Out of adversity and trauma, challenges and hardship, from the streets of Kansas City, a shoe company was born. Birthed from the desire to serve others and provide high quality cleats and sneakers at an affordable price, we present to you, Ozell Brand. It's not just a brand, it's a lifestyle. Order now at OzellBrand.com. Hey, how y'all doing? It's Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports, y'all. I'm blessed, overjoyed, um, over, you know, I, I don't know, man. I'm just uh, elated to have Coach Reed with us. Coach Carl Reed, sports analyst for 24-7 Sports and um, a college sports analyst for 24-7 Sports and for CBS Sports. How you doing today, Coach? I'm doing good, Rick, man. It's good to be here. You know, you were part of one of the most legendary stories, you know, in my life. People, <laughs> people won't believe it. You know, I met you in the parking lot yeah. <laughs> at, at a Jackson State game. I'm down there for the SWAC championship. I was there to break the news on Dion leaving and going to Colorado. I called an Uber because they had. I had to go back to the facility to a meeting. The crowd was too big. The driver couldn't get up. I bumped into <laughs> you and I said, hey, man, can you give me a ride <laughs> to the facility? We couldn't find your car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, couldn't, we walked out. We couldn't find your car. This is my first time meeting you. You got me in your car, man. You drove about 90 from the stadium <laughs> back to campus and got me in there, man, with uh, yeah, so man. I prime tell the kids, you know, that he was leaving. And then, uh, but you could have kidnapped me. I appreciate you for not kidnapping <laughs> me, man. Uh, and I told you that night, man, anything that I, I could do to help you, I surely would, my brother. And, and nobody will believe that story. <laughs> Unless both of us are there to confirm it, you know, right. and so um, it I'm happened just like that. <laughs> Coach, talk to me. Did you make it in time? I made it in time. I was in time. All right. <laughs> Coach, okay, that night was kind of crazy, right? Like that, that night was crazy. Everybody was there to, to everybody thought it was coming, right? It was kind of confirmed that it was going down. And then, like, you know, we we kind of – we got the news right after. Everybody else saw it on IG. You were in the room. But everybody else saw it on IG. What was your thoughts and what was your feelings that night? Well, you know, anytime you, you're dealing with coaching changes, it's rough on the kids. But I think that he did a great job of preparing them to be focused on the moment. Um, I think that everybody kind of knew by that point where it was headed. Um, obviously – um, it, it was some people that were unhappy, but that comes with the profession. That comes with the business. It's all part of the game. Um, I thought he handled it well. It, it'll be some people that disagree, but hey, man, that comes with the territory. Yeah, I l- listen. When when I saw I play back, and I really heard how the you know the students were, how the players were, you know, talking back to coach and how they were just thanking him, basically, right. Like saying thank you. And in, in the room that night, was the vibe like, you know, a real sad vibe? Or was the vibe more of like, you know, we kind of knew this was coming? Well, you know, one thing about coaching, 
the the coach connects with his players on a completely different level. Fans are not coaches and they're not players. So they don't really understand the rawness of the relationship. And so he has an excellent relationship with all of those guys, um, excellent relationship with the players. And so they were prepared for the moment. Every, every guy that plays football knows that you either going out one or two ways. You either going to win a lot and you're going to lose your coach because he wins a lot, or you're going to lose and he's going to get fired. Those are really the only two outcomes. So the chances of you keeping your coach for your whole career are very slim. And if you if you had an opportunity to play for the same coach for four years, you should consider yourself extremely lucky. Wow. So, look, okay, have you had a chance to, like, visit um, Coach Prime in, in Boulder? I haven't had a chance to go to Colorado yet. Um, signing day, you know, two signing days, December, February. And so uh, I get up there spring ball for a couple of days and, and check it out. Um, that's probably when I'll be able to get up there. What you think about what he got going on up there so far? I mean, he's doing an excellent job so far in recruiting, obviously, um, both transfer portal and, and getting a, a, a couple of flips from some big time high school guys. It's a lot of energy and a lot of excitement around what they're doing out there in the state of Colorado. I think he's doing a great job so far. You were there. You always there, honestly. Like people don't know. I mean, I, I think people do know by, by this point. Right. Um, but when it goes down, you are around. Like that might be a theme for you, but when it goes down, Coach Carl is somewhere around. Mm-hmm. And when uh, McLean made the switch, right from um, I think it was Miami to Colorado, you were the first interview that everybody saw. Um, talk to us about that moment. Cormani McLean, great corner out of Lakeland, Florida, uh, down in South Florida, shocked the world. Decided to leave the Miami Hurricanes and go out there. And I had an opportunity to talk with, with both him and his mom a lot, you know, that day. And when it's, it's no different than Travis Hunter. You were the number one corner in the country. Why not be coached by the number one corner to ever play the game? But a lot of people also sleep on Coach Kevin Mathis, the corners coach who's been with Dion for a long time, who also played 10 years in the National Football League. You know, so he uh, they made a connection. And uh, Dion has been real good. Coach Prime has been real good at connecting the dots, you know, in recruiting, um, building those relationships, getting those things going. But I think that uh, Cormani McLean is going to make an instant impact at Colorado. Listen, I didn't even think about that. I know for me, I didn't think about it. I know pre- most other people probably didn't think about it as well. That is a great connection. I didn't know he was on the coaching staff. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. So what do you think about, man, I don't know, teams throwing against Colorado next season? I mean, how do you do it? You got Travis Hunt on one side, you got McLean on another. What do you do? Well, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to go out there and prove that they can guard those guys. You know, you're mm-hmm. talking about it's some elite receiver combinations in the Pac 12, you know, and a lot of it is gonna depend on how quick that defensive line also comes. They gotta apply some pressure, but if you got two great cover corners, there are some things that you can do defensively to put offenses in some real, real tough situations. Mm. Coach, I'm, I'm look. I'm actually just a, a out off the wall question. How would you attack them? 
You got Travis Hunt on one side. You got McClendon on the other. How would you attack the situation? I'd run the ball. <laughs> Love it, Coach. <laughs> All right. Now, listen, everybody who's anybody right now, if they care anything about HBCU, HBCU football, even college football in general, are talking about what's going on with this Ed Reese situation, Apathon Cookman. Coach, I've heard your thoughts on it. Um, I, I want to take us back for a moment before we even hop into current thoughts. When you first heard that he, you know, got the job offer, right, at Bethune-Cookman, what were your thoughts, your initial thoughts? I was really excited about it. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a former high school coach, and I'm still a high school coach at heart. So my first thing is always for the kids. And I thought that he was going to be able to provide those kids a, an incredible experience. He was going to be able to bring some resources in there that I know that they didn't have. And um, I was really excited to hear that Ed Reed was going to be going to Bethune-Cookman. Mm, okay. So you thought about the resources. You thought about what, what happened for those kids. What were you hoping for the kids? You said, I, I've heard you talk, kind of talk about the resources that those kids have been missing out on. What well, do you think I they mean, were going to get? I mean, they sharing helmets. I mean, that's true. You know, my yeah. son, yeah. you know, I get attacked sometimes on social media by people who think that I, I have an issue with HBCU football, but my son played at Bethune Cookman, mm. right? My godson plays at Jackson State. He played for Prime. He's still there. I didn't let him leave when Prime left and went to Colorado. My goddaughter plays basketball at North Carolina Central. Aquil Glass is a two-time SWAC. Offensive player of the year. He was my court, my high school quarterback, you know. And so I think that I've been very invested in sending kids to HBCU programs. I wanted to see them succeed a lot, but they are missing some things. They they don't have a locker room. They are sharing helmets. I've been able to see that with my own eyes. Their facilities do have some shortcomings. And so from that standpoint, for me, it was. I thought that Ed Reed was going to be able to close the gap for them in some things and bring Shaquille O'Neal was already on board with bringing some resources in the same way that Michael Strahan helped out Coach Prime at Jackson State. You know, so I was excited for it. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. But, you know, that's life. What do you think? And, and some people are saying that, you know, it's really obvious, but I want to know, what do you think was the biggest factor, like the most impactful factor in him not getting that contract ratified? I, obviously, what he said on the Instagram live, you know, that upset some people and that ruffled some feathers. Uh, maybe he could have handled that particular situation better. Um, I understand how people on social media can make you mad enough to respond to them the way he responded, you know, when you mm. feel like people are attacking you on social media. Um, but there's, I ignore most of that myself. So, you know, in that situation, you would hope that he could have ignored it and that they could have gotten in the room and settled some things and, and settled whatever their differences are, but it didn't get handled like that. And so when you have fights, people typically want you to handle your disagreements in private. People don't like, public disagreement. So anytime it becomes public, people's feelings get hurt, people get upset. It, it creates a media frenzy, especially when you are, you know, as big as he is. And I and I think that um, on both sides, 
I think some egos got in the way a little bit. And the only people that lose are, are the ball players and the kids. This seems like the most obvious question in the whole entire world. Um, but I'd be a fool not to ask, is there any possible, after all that's been said and done, is there any small possible window, any possibility that this can result in, in, in him coaching there? Well, I don't think so. Reggie Theus said that it was no way, right? Mm, yeah. um, in his interview, I think he had an interview yesterday. Um, I would like to see a, a resolution, but it doesn't seem like right now like they're open to that on that side. So <laughs> Coach Reed, he went on IG Live, right? And he said, man, look, I'm I'm still looking for a job. I still, you know, I still want a job. I still want a coach. Um, do you believe that he can end up coaching somewhere? Well, right now it's nothing open, you know, so it, it all comes down to what's available, but there will be openings for sure. So something could pop open here right after signing day. You never know, man. Timing is of the essence. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me for something to happen somewhere that puts Ed Reed on the sideline. Ah, uh, okay, okay. You think it's passionate ranch? Um, you think that helps or hurts uh, those those uh, possibilities? It depends on who's who's judging them, right? Hmm. Um, see, we played in the era and came up in an era where you could say whatever you wanted to say, and it was in in you would talk to like that. It was very regular. Obviously, the world has changed. People are much more sensitive to what you're saying and there's cameras everywhere now, you know, it was things that coaches said to, to us, you know, 20 years ago that they, they would get counseled for today. But, you know, a lot of old school guys feel like it made men out of them, but you know, they call that what they call it toxic masculinity. Now, if you say, <laughs> if you say that you enjoyed it, they'll tell you that you, you yeah, you're toxic. Trauma. Yeah. You toxic and you got trauma, you know, sort of, the world has changed in that regard. Um, I think that Ed can bring a lot of value to kids, though. I think it's kids who need a coach like that. I think that there's a group of young men. Like, you don't, like, people don't understand some of the things that these guys are going through in life. Um, and and I, I just, I think that he can bring a lot of value to a group of kids. I really do believe that. <sighs> I want to know, because you're one of the people who um, I, I see on social media a lot, like and on Twitter and, and Insta Instagram, you'll normally go, you'll either, you'll um, either go live or most of the time not live. You'll just have a, like a video of you kind of giving random tips and tools, right. Um, to either, you know, to players most of the time where you're giving tools about how they should go about doing things. I'm pretty sure you've run into your fair share of trolls. And you mentioned that, you know, how it feels um for coach you know ed reed right um i want to know has anybody almost enticed you when they're going you know to going into a full rant on um twitter or instagram i never let anybody that i think is a clown trick me out of my position you know what i mean i i have extreme uh self-control of myself you know in that way so it's nothing that anybody could do to you know to pull me out you know i grew up in st louis man like it's uh you 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 get used to trolls your whole life in a in a situation and setting like that. Um, 
I've been a coach. I've been in all, you know, in all situations. So I, I don't think there's anybody who could pull me off my square in that way. Love it. Love it. All right. So I have this question um, about the the classes that are coming up, because I know for for one um, signing day is coming up. Right. Um, do you know of any are there any like really big names out there that people are still waiting to sign on signing day? It's gonna be a it's gonna be a couple of, of surprises on signing day, but you're gonna have to wait. I'm not ah. gonna disclose it. I'm not gonna disclose it yet. Um, there's some things being closed out, but yeah, I do anticipate a couple of major moves on on signing day. In your in your opinion, who's done well so far? Um, who's done well? I I think Florida State at the mm. the, the Power Five level has done an incredible. Uh, job, I think. Obviously, we've talked about Colorado already. Um, Alabama has regained. You know, they're at the top of the list again. And I think that Jackson State has done a really good job still recruiting guys. They're still getting a lot of good football players are going to Jackson State. I talked to Big O to to Otis really earlier today. Uh, I'm not going to tell everybody where he's at. He he's somewhere. You know, getting his work done, but. Bet. <laughs> you know, he's uh just talking recruiting and the class that they got, man. They're just doing they, – they've continued to keep it rolling from a recruiting standpoint. I think that the talent is going to continue in the swap to go to Jackson State. So what's the what's the big draw there, right? Um, You know, Coach Prime is gone now, right? What, what What's the draw at Jackson State for, you know, from, you know, from the players? What's the draw – that's basically, you know, making Jackson State more attractive than other places in HBC in, in the SWAC. Well, kids seem have seen it can happen, you know, and the momentum is still going. TC Taylor was there for the whole run. He's an alum. Um, he came highly recommended, you know, by Coach Prime. The players really like him. And so I think that he's gonna continue to do a really good job. There are a lot of players who want to play at HBCUs as well. You know, and so right now, if you want to play at HBCU, Jackson State is as good as any. Wow. Listen, you mentioned T- Coach T.C. Taylor, and I-, I thought about this for a second. Did did You heard, you know, Ed Reed on uh, Roland Martin's show, right, say that I could have had that job, that was my job. Did he put Coach Prime in an awkward spot when he said that? No, man, the business is the business. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. When people have jobs or they're going after jobs, a lot of names get floated around, a lot of meetings, a lot of interviews happen, a lot of phone calls get made. Everybody, you know, that's a fan debate. But all the grown men that are really involved in the business, everybody knows exactly where they stand and how the business works. I love it. So have you been kind of, you know, overviewing the entire college landscape um, and you saw kind of how it went down, right? Georgia still like the class of, you know, all of college football. Um, do you foresee that continuing to be the story for the next year? I mean, next two or three years? Georgia's got an awfully light schedule next year uh, with the only really rough game, I think, being a road game at Tennessee. And so I don't anticipate them breaking a real sweat until they play in the SEC championship game. So they're going to be in a position where they're going to be staring at an opportunity to three-peat. Something that everyone has to look at, though, is they have lost their quarterback who has been a tremendous leader for them. So 
can a new quarterback come in and lead the team the same way, you know, but they also have arguably the top player in all of college football and Brock Bowers. You said they have the top player in all of college football. Yeah, Brock Bowers, the tight end from Georgia, is the best player in, in college football. No, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Who do you compare him to at the um at the NFL level? Probably Gronk um, will okay. be probably his NFL comparison, even though he's a much better player at this point in the game than Gronk was as well. Okay, okay. I'm 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 selfish. I'm asking you a selfish question. People may not care about this, and I don't care what they feel. But this is my thought, right? I want to know about LSU just for a second. What's their chances of um, possibly, you know, going or winning the SEC championship next year? Well, they beat Alabama this year, you know, and so they played in the, in the SEC championship game against Georgia. They could very well be back. They returned the quarterback. They've got some great additions on defense. Makai Wingo on the defensive line is proven to be a special, special talent there. They're very good up front, great coaching staff. It wouldn't surprise me at all to see LSU right in the thick of it. I anticipate, I mean, whoever wins the LSU-Bama game, in my opinion, that's going to be the peop- the, the team that represents the SEC West in the, in the championship game. Awesome, awesome. All right, last one. Okay, give me your, this is another selfish one, right? All right mostly educational here. Give me at least a, a few big-name um, college recruits that are coming in that you believe can make a huge impact in year one. I think Arch Manning, the quarterback at Texas, is going to overtake that position. Um, mm. I, I would start with him. Um, a lot of people think that it's just because of his name, but he's super skilled. Uh, he, he's super developed. He's been trained extremely well. I think that you're going to have a huge impact out of Arch Manning. Another guy that I really like, depending on where he lands, is, is Jaden Rashada, who's uncommitted, was committed to Florida, signed with mm. Florida backed out of it. So like he's down now to Arizona State and Washington. I think wherever Jaden Rashada lands, um, he's going to do some big things. And then Cormani McClain, I think he's going to start instantly at the University of Colorado. You know, so I'm really, really excited about him um, and, and what he's doing there. Yo, at Florida, they let him out of that, um, out of the um, the signing, right? They let him out of the commitment. Signing is a letter of intent. Um, do you think that's, that's a bad precedent? I think that in this day and age, you have to. I, I, the relationships are too important. Recruiting is too important. Um, and you just don't want you don't want to hold on to a kid who doesn't want to be there. Mm. Mm. Oh, OK, coach, let me ask this last thing. Every if 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 does this stop, does this situation stop this um, pipeline of theme? of NFL Hall of Famers coaching the HBCUs? No. I think that um, both sides will do more diligence. Ed Reed will be fine. Bethune-Cookman will be fine. Um, I'm still disappointed and hurt for the kids. Obviously, you see them protesting and you see them crying out. Um, yeah. I think both sides are recovering. I think anybody who's a good candidate, I, th- I think when it comes to coaching positions, the school always just has to vet the candidate and see if, if it's a good fit for their school because you can be a great fit for one school and not a great fit for the other. Ed Reed is going to be a great fit for somebody. And Bethune-Cookman is going to be a great fit for somebody also. 
Awesome. Awesome. Coach, do me a favor. Give them your social media, stuff like that, so they can follow you um, and find, you know, all the awesome tips and tools that you leave on social media. You can follow me on all socials, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, at Coach Reed Live on all networks. Coach, what you doing on TikTok? What's going on over there? Man, you know, I, I hang out on TikTok a little bit, man. You can, you got to be careful though, because you can end up being on there for an hour, man. You can go down yeah. the rabbit hole. You got you to watch yourself on TikTok. You, you doing any dancing on TikTok, Coach? They got no, you out there like no, that? Man, I don't do that. Dude. I don't do that. Dude. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate you, Coach. Thank you so much for your time, Nut. All right, my brother. Absolutely. Have a good one. Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports.